0: Of
1: the living group. (laughs) Moshi Moshi, welcome to episode number 29 of Super Segoi Cast. I'm Alex.
0: And I'm Justin.
1: We are coming to you from Ohio, but soon to be from Kentucky. Yes. We're going to convert to Kentuckians.
0: So I guess our next episode you guys will hear from us will be... From Kentucky.
1: Kentucky.
0: Whole state to the south. Getting closer to that uh, equator line. It's gonna get it, hotter.
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, no. Yeah, but we're hoping that there will be some more Japanese restaurants and stuff Something. that we can actually go eat at and yeah, explore kinda, in mm, Kentucky.
0: We're moving from a smaller town to another smaller town, but the small towns next to a A couple bigger bigger towns. towns. (laughs) (laughs) We're a lot closer from uh, downtown Cincinnati than where we are now, so we should definitely hopefully open up some avenues of culture for us.
1: Right, we'll be in between these two larger cities, which are Cincinnati and Florence, so between the two, there should be some decent things to check out.
0: Farther away from Chicago, but closer to New York, so.
1: Is it closer to New York?
0: Kind of, Oh, I think. I don't know. I don't know either. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess love we'll will to do some research <laughs> on that one. <laughs> anyway, so we left you guys off um, on episode six of Magi, Adventure of Sinbad.
1: Yes, we found out that it is Magi not, and not I mean, magi, magi or Magi. magi. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Magi.
0: We finished watching episodes seven through 13, which kind of makes up for the last one we watched where it only had 11 episodes, keeping it equal, you know, 24 yeah, total. still
1: keeping it even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can find the show on Netflix because it is a Netflix original. The plot follows teenager Sinbad as he captures dungeons and he's trying to gain enough power to become the king and change the world.
0: So time is not really relevant in the show. It kind of flies by you.
1: Yeah, we have no idea how long things are in between. So like the
0: first couple episodes, he's a young kid. After that, he's a young teen. And now he's like an adult. adult. Like a high-level lab- high teen is what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, right? a high-level teen. High-level <laughs> teen. <laughs> or somewhere like maybe in his early 20s. I don't think he's that old yet. I think no. he's probably like around like 16, 17. That's what I
1: think too. But his, like his there's... hair's
0: longer. He's got like more piercings and stuff. So yeah. So he's definitely older. There's
1: no way to tell how old he is though. Although they did say... That it had only been like two years, I Something think? Something like that. So it's like, he either went was... from 16 to 18 or from 14 to 16. Well, no, or... because
0: he's actually aged again in the second seven episodes we watched. He ages yeah. like right from episode six to seven. And then like around like episode nine, he aged again. Right. Because they're taking out a lot of the sea travel that we would miss. So I think they're saying like those traveling times are like within years mm-hmm. from country to country. And because of that, you're you're missing a couple of it, you know, so... I think that's what they're doing for us.
1: Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that I still like his design. Yes. And every design that they change him to as he gets older, is a he lot gets better. increasingly cooler. Yeah. So I don't really mind. It's just kind <laughs> of hard to follow because we don't know where he is in his life.
0: Exactly. So we also left you off with him capturing his second dungeon and getting the power of a second Jin. So he's become obviously increasingly more powerful. And because he captured the second dungeon, he earned the respect of the chief of the I can never say this right, the Umuchak,
1: Yeah, the Umuchak
0: Umuchak tribe. <laughs> and because of this, he was able to set up like a trade route with them. He was able to trade with them and then also take some of their prized possessions and sell them off to the rest of the world.
1: He also gained a crew member named Hina Hoho, who is a huge dude with blue hair and he's like a giant Viking he's, he's kind of guy. He's the chief's son. Yeah, he is. So he's the prince.
0: So he's. I guess that you could say he's um, in good faith part of the the Sinbad tribe now and also keeps the trade commerce that he set up with them in good standings.
1: So Hino Ho Ho is with him with his wife and um, those three assassins that had originally attacked them in mm-hmm. that dungeon and they're going to the Reem Empire to open up trade and continuing to grow business so they can afford to create their own country that Sinbad wants to rule over.
0: Yeah, and so we originally thought that the show was going to be him continuously trying to capture more and more dungeons to get more and more power to then become the overall king. That's not what it turned into in the second half of the show. It turned into him being a business owner, basically. Right,
1: and just trying to become a better business owner. Yeah, exactly. Expanding his routes. And it's kind of like, all right, what happened to him wanting to become king and stuff? Because they never really mention it anymore.
0: They don't. Well, I mean, they do, but we'll kind of get into that here in a little bit more. So they get to the Ream Empire. I don't remember the name of the exact city, but while they're... They unload their giant boats worth of supplies and they set up shop only to get yelled at by the soldiers telling them that they need a recommendation letter and like a thousand dollar fee to even run the business.
1: Right. And they're like, well, we don't have that. Nope. So this random person comes up and and uh, offers to buy all of their stock Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, I guess because, you know, then we can go home and. I guess figure out how to become real traders in Reams.
0: Exactly.
1: And so they do and they turn around and it turns out that this guy took all their stuff and is now selling it at a higher price down yeah. the street at his shop because he is a qualified merchant of Ream. Exactly. And so like they're like they're upset but they're not upset because they got you know, played but yeah. they respect
0: that they got played and that they need to learn from this guy.
1: Well, that and you know, they still sold all the stuff that they were mm-hmm. gonna sell. So, I mean, that's the part that confused me because that one kid was like, oh, well, how much did we lose? And it's like, well, you didn't lose anything because no, he I still think... bought it off of you for the price you were going to sell it
0: at. Yeah, but I think that's where they, they misunderstood that they could have sold it for a lot more because of it being such um well, yeah. a unique item because the Imuchok tribe never sells to anybody except oh, for themselves.
1: Yeah, i like, I get that but they still didn't lose anything. No,
0: they just misunderstood they could have sold their original product for a lot higher right. and they would have gained more, I think is what he was trying to go for. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, later on they go to this inn, right, right after they notice that all of it's being sold and they meet that merchant whose name is Harun. Simba sits down with him and tries to like buy him dinner so he can learn as much as he can from this merchant on how to be a successful merchant himself. The merchant ends up telling him over dinner that like he was going to leave for some time and during that time if he can raise up the thousand dollar fee that he would give him a recommendation letter so he can open up his own shop. Sinbad kind of has this idea of like well stories do really well. I loved stories when I was a child so I'll tell people the story of how I captured dungeons and also help make those more exciting by using his Jin's power.
1: That, and he really had nothing else that he could do. Nope. He had nothing to sell. He he's had nothing to offer. He's basically a street performer. <laughs> yeah, so he's, yeah, he's, he's just working for coins in the middle of the street.
0: Yeah, so I think about a month passes again, like it flashed by, right, real fast.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I thought it was like the next day, Yeah. and then it turns out that the guy's returning from mm-hmm. his month-long trip, and I was exactly. like, wait a minute, what? <laughs>
0: huh? Um. So Harun returns and sees the performance, and Sinbad's like, hey, I'm doing really well, but I still don't have the thousand coins, can you please? please give me some more time. And the guy was like, well, here's my listening feed. he Gives him like the thousand coin purse. And was like, and I'll give you my recommendation. And so Simba's like, yes, I can finally open up shop. And he goes, wait you still need probably at least another 10,000 to even open up a building and have somewhere to establish a shop, right? Yeah.
1: This is just the fee yeah. in order to to fill out the paperwork to become a merchant.
0: Exactly. So Sinbad's ever grateful for this guy, he starts calling him Senpai, right? Someone who's actually teaching him the ways and giving him a lot of really good advice, only to find out that this guy is actually the 22nd king of Balbad. Yeah. So like, it wasn't just some merchant, this is the guy he needs to actually run shop and he has him now as a friend and a senpai.
1: He got super lucky.
0: Then that's just his character, I think. Like he always kind of just rides the waves through life and because of that he's able to make these connections with really good people.
1: So then Sinbad gets this big performance in a bigger theater because the king helped him out. Mm-hmm. He actually had him performing in the Colosseum, which I don't think I'm not sure if it was supposed to be the same Colosseum as Rome because clearly it's not Rome. It's yeah. Reem like well you know what there we go yeah. okay yeah so it's it's their version of Rome yeah. I guess And, um, he does this huge performance with all his magic and stuff and everybody loves him and he ends up getting enough money to open up his business. Way
0: more than enough money to open up his business.
1: So then he's like, well, we need to go travel again. And he gets his crew and they decide to go out and check out these small little countries that would, they can get more unique things to sell to the rest of the world and get trade routes and merchant friends and that kind of thing. That way they can create their new country.
0: And they travel to this one country known as Sassan, which mm-hmm. is like in a very isolated, like, it seems like a really religious country. That yeah. no one's allowed to go there because it's like, if you're from outside their walls, you're not pure. So like, you're gonna taint their civilization. So they never wanted outside product to trade with them.
1: So while they're in Sassan, of course, Sinbad gets into some more trouble. He finds the son of the Night King named Mistras. Who also wants to go explore the world and everything and there's a couple episodes about him and how he doesn't get along with his dad and mm-hmm. they're trying to get, break away from the thing and the dad's like no you need to stay in the country and be the night king in my place when i'm gone and you know all this stuff mm-hmm. well it turns out that the night king also has a Jin power and him and sinbad end up like fighting it out and coming to mm-hmm. terms and being like oh well i guess we could work together because
0: why not It's actually pretty cool because they go into this fight and I think... The way it seems like he provoked the Night King on purpose to fight because he knew the Night King had the power of a dungeon. Yeah.
1: Well, he knew that he could destroy the whole religious... Thing in that country mm-hmm. because it's it wasn't God's power; it's it the Jin's the power, power. Exactly. and there's more than one person that has the Jin's power.
0: Exactly. So they end up fighting, and here's where we get to see a really cool part of the power that Sinbad has evolved since having it for a few years now. So the Night King only knows how to use like the shield. Well, they have this thing called um...
1: equip.
0: Yeah, quip which like equips the djinn and he gets like scaly on his arms. He grows a lizard tail and like it really boosts his power and he like destroys these like mountains to like just show it to the king, the Night King. And because of that, he's like, I could easily have destroyed your city, but I wasn't trying to do that. I just wanted to be able to get you alone so that we can talk about joining forces while also establishing a trade route with each other. So like I don't think it was just about trade. I think he's using trade as a way to Gain the trust of all these cities while also establishing powerful allies for that when he does become king it's easier for him to create a world of peace.
1: I really didn't like the Night King's power though. Like it was literally just a shield. That's so, all he knew how to use it for right well, now though. I know but like how lame is that? Like you're, you're this all-powerful Night King but you're not. You're just you just stand there and let them hit you because they can't hit you. Exactly. You know so it was like come on man.
0: Yeah. The, the, again, this is where Mistras ends up. He knows he wants to leave, and the Night King knows that he's going to send his son out because, for one, he's he wanted to explore when he was his son's age. But he's also sending him as that uh, agent of Sasan, basically in good faith to maintain that, just like Henojo is.
1: So then he has a new person on his crew. Yep. And then all together they decide to go to a new place, which is called Artemir. Ar, Ar. What is what was it called?
0: Artamira, I think. Artamira. I think that's how you pronounce it.
1: I think so. This I is... think it was pretty close. Yeah,
0: it's pretty close. But so this city is run by only women.
1: And it's also an isolated little place like up in the mountains and you can only get there by birds, giant birds, I guess. Or and... just
0: like traversing this really long, high-end, like hot trail along the yeah. mountains.
1: They also don't like to do trade with the outside world and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the queen's kind of crazy, you yeah. know?
0: You know, they see men as um, bad people because men always try to play women try to like seduce them and things of that nature and so she like does not really like that and some bad of course gets into mischief again with her and tries to like <laughs> seduce her. Which yeah. is the
1: exact thing that she was like, no. no. <laughs>
0: and because of that, uh, Jafar, Misras, and Sinbad all get thrown off this, like, cliff into, like, Death Valley, basically.
1: And they ended up, you know, you think that they're gonna try to find their way out, and it turns out that there's all these big snakes that live down there and stuff, mm-hmm. and it took a really weird turn where all of a sudden they they're, were like, just like, down let's there. live down here. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Why yeah. wouldn't they try to get back to the top?
0: Exactly. Why
1: is this happening? Mm-hmm. Like, and they spent like two or three episodes down there too. So it was kind of weird because I'm like, where's the story going now all of a sudden? Right? You know
0: You know what was really weird about this part of like the arc too though? They kept Hinohoho for quote unquote physical experiments on him because he was such a specimen of any man that they've ever seen. <laughs> um
1: and they were all very excited about this
0: very excited <laughs> like because they just they're they're there for basically reproduction purposes like that's the only reason why they have anything to do with men yeah is to further their line of strong females within their country.
1: And then Mistress and Sinbad wanted to go to the brothels in the red light district. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, weren't they going to realize that there's going to be, it's just going to be dudes in there? Yeah. And then, of course, they walk in and that's exactly what it is. It's like, hello, you guys, you're it's living just, in a town that's run well, by women. Exactly. What do you think going to be in the brothels?
0: <laughs> so, of course, anyways, they survive going down in the valley. And they end up getting into, like, larger pieces of meat that these birds pick up to bring gems up to... The city. Yeah. Really kind of a weird thing to do, but... Well,
1: no, because, I mean, they don't want to go down with all the snakes.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, they end up doing that. They get back, and Sibad sneaks in and steals back one jewel from the queen, which had one of his jinn's powers. Plus, he also has his sword, which has the other one. And they start doing battle, because she also has a jinn as well. Well... Her
1: jinn was really cool, though. It was really cool. Yeah, it was like a three-faced Shiva kind of thing, Yeah, because you know? she
0: was able to do her jinn equip as well. Mm-hmm. And because of that... His first Gen Equip, which is like lightning, doesn't have any effect because she's got lightning, fire, and ice. I think it was. Yeah, I think so. So he equips his second Gen Equip, and that one it's like it's ice element, but like he also has like a mirage, or he's able to like slow time with yeah, it because he he's can got stop like time. eyes in his palms, mm-hmm. which is really weird. And like he basically just like destroys her in battle, not by actually like physically hurting her, but like mentally, she realizes she has no chance of winning this. Right. And I think because of that, she's like falling for him in a sense.
1: Yeah, because he's the only person who's ever been able to defeat her or stand up to her, really.
0: Basically, but it's like it, he's got this weird, like, he's got the king's power in a sense because he's able to win over these really tough countries. Mm-hmm. And like I said, now he's established another trade route. They sent another person with him in good faith. And now he's got these two great cities with two really powerful leaders with Jin powers, basically, as allies. And the thing about this lady, though, is she also told him a story of these Magi, right? Uh, Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah, what the Magi were and where they came from.
0: Exactly. And they've been here throughout history. When the world starts turning into something that's not good, Mm -hmm. they come out and they find a king and they start trying to help that king get pushed along the right path. And that was... um, Yunan. Yunan.
1: Yeah, the guy that looks like... a magic person <laughs> yeah the guy who's he's... he's got like super long blonde hair and he mm. wears like a big giant a giant witch hat yeah and um a lot of green.
0: <laughs> so like you end up learning that he's actually there and he's pushing Sinbad because he knows Sinbad is or should be the new king.
1: Yeah. And then again you start to wonder why isn't he trying to do more than like well, past, but he's not really he's just trying he's to get trying trade.
0: To, well he's trying to own his own country, start his own well, country, right? No, I and understand he needs that. income for that.
1: But to me it seems like he's not trying very hard.
0: Well you see, know? that's where I think they, they don't hint at that's what he's doing. Like they make it seem like he's only trying to open up trade with Sasan and Aratemia. Like they're, he's just trying to make more income to own his own country, but really, I think you can tell there's an underlying ulterior motive. Like well, of he's course, grabbing powerful allies with countries that no one else could have.
1: Yeah, and all the people that he's talking to are dungeon capturers, and so also
0: people who would never ally with anybody else.
1: Yeah, because they're because they're dungeon capturers and they don't need anybody else. But I'm just saying, it doesn't seem like he's trying to find more of these countries that have people that are leading with dungeon captures or whatever. It just seems like, oh, I'm just going to randomly go to this place and check it out. I
0: don't think it's random. Well, we'll find out when season two comes out. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only way we're going to know.
1: If season two comes out.
0: Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty... It's a pretty good show. I enjoyed it.
1: I, I like watching it, but I really don't care about the story. Like, because to me, it feels like there's not enough story to go on. Mm-hmm. But I do like watching it because I like all the character designs and et cetera. Yeah. So it's like... It's enjoyable to watch, but... I don't really need to pay attention to it, I Mm -hmm. guess, because it doesn't seem like anything's really happening.
0: It doesn't give itself enough time to really establish a really full, detailed story. Like if you were to watch an anime that's got 600 episodes. Yeah. With 600 episodes, you're allowed to do as much little minute stories in each episode.
1: And I feel like this would definitely be a series that could benefit from having hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. of episodes. Because it wouldn't just be like, oh, we're randomly here. Oh, we're randomly here and exactly. this is happening. You can it do a little be, bit more. Yeah, they could have adventures on the sea. He could actually, we could see him trying to hone his powers and exactly. fighting off against weird monsters and- in the ocean or other pirates or something. You exactly.
0: Know? I also think, by the way, like it seemed like they hinted at it, but they didn't express it, that he's actually captured more dungeons already, too. While he only has two, I feel like he has more.
1: Oh, really? I didn't get that at all. And that's kind of one of my things, too. And the last time we were watching it, I was like, why isn't he trying to find more dungeons? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel like that should have been his number one quest, was to get as many gin as possible. But then again, maybe that's why he's, like I said, he's just going to these countries with other dungeon capturers and Mm -hmm. trying to be their friends, so that way, in a way, he still has their powers.
0: Just not his own. Yeah. Like like I said, I feel like he had a lot of confidence that he was going to beat her and her djinn equipped. I feel like when he was saying, like, well, this isn't, like, my only former, in a sense, like, it just felt like there was going to be more than just those two djinns that he has. It is possible. Yeah. I will I mean we won't know until later on. There's yeah. so much time that gets skipped. I'm not I imagine they're not going to show you every dungeon he captures. Right. And so, I wish they
1: would. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But I think like that's what it's getting at. I, I enjoy the show. I can definitely use more story. I'll watch it if they have a season two come out on Netflix, which I really hope they do. Like, yeah. It needs to be at least 24 per season.
1: Well, we'll have to check out the other Maggie series and see mm-hmm. if that's the same or if that one's a little bit more detailed or if there's more episodes. I don't know. I've never yeah. really looked into it. We'll check it out. The new show that we've started watching is called Taboo Tattoo.
0: Which I actually got as a recommendation from Crunchyroll in an email. They're like, hey, check out this anime.
1: It's new. Yeah. Um, it actually just started in July, so we're still getting episodes as they're coming out. Yep. But we had enough for the show, so we watched one through six out of a possible 12. As of right now, there are 11. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're going to finish it off with 12. At the because least. that's most of the time what they do, but we'll find out. So you can watch it on Crunchyroll or Anime Planet. This series follows high school student Segi, who has been given a magical tattoo and he finds himself in the middle of a war between the US Army and the Kingdom of Celestan for control over all the tattoos.
0: Well, tattoos and like these four four ruins. Ruins, yeah, yeah. all over the world. One's in America, two's in Japan and one is somewhere, somewhere. else. No no one's in U in America's two are in the kingdom, which we don't know where the kingdom yeah, is and Celestan. one's in Japan.
1: And they don't talk about the Kingdom of Celeston very much. We didn't even realize that that's what it was Mm -hmm. until I was looking for info on the show. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, because they always just call it the The kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is another show that kind of skips time a little bit.
1: And I'm not quite sure. I don't understand where this kingdom is Mm -hmm. because it's like, is this in another dimension? Is this in the same world with Japan and the US? The or? little
0: bit of like the kingdom they've shown, it's in like ruined buildings, yeah. are collapsed, it's kind of dark and reddish. They and... make
1: it seem like it's somewhere else. Yeah. So, I don't know exactly how that works. It's but... like a
0: weird world where only Japan and America exist. <laughs> yeah, kind <laughs> of. Something.
1: So, it also another kind of weird thing, the tattoos are not really tattoos, they're more like magical crests. They're just permanently Spells. put on you though. Yeah, it's like a permanent spell that you can access. And they each have different powers. Yeah,
0: which we find out as we get later on in the show, Segi saves what seems to be this homeless guy from a guy trying to rob him. And the guy gives him this like rock with the tattoo on it. And he like puts it in his palm because the way he put it in his palm, like the tattoo sealed into Segi's hand. Yeah. Which seems to be where the tattoos go.
1: No, not necessarily because that one guy had it on his tongue.
0: Yeah, it's true. He did. Huh? Yeah.
1: So it just goes wherever you put them, basically. Yeah,
0: and I guess it seems like it's a tattoo because like, it burns onto your hand.
1: And it's a, a neat design, but it turns out that they were actually created as military experiments mm-hmm. and somehow they were scattered around the globe and I don't know. So there's the, these people that are looking for them, obviously, which are the U.S. and the Kingdom of Mhm. So far, what we've seen is that like Justin said, Segi saved this homeless man. He got the tattoo. Then Seggy meets this girl named Izzy, who also has a tattoo, but she's, like, way more advanced in her tattoo powers than he is, yep. and she's, like, crazy good. And later on, they're attacked by this American mafia guy that was kind of weird. Yeah, and, he's, um, like, known as the Bear. No, 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 he was known as the Teddy Bear. Yeah. Bear Teddy, because bear teddy. his name That's was right. Teddy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it was... Weird. It was kind of weird, but he ends up unleashing his new tattoo's power, and he saves himself and passes out, and he creates, like, this giant hole, and everybody's like, what just happened?
0: Yeah. We end up finding out that his tattoo's known as the Void Maker, so, like, he summons a black sphere that, like, I guess basically just erases anything around it.
1: Yeah, it seems like it.
0: And you end up finding out later on in the show that, like, tattoos have, like, attached, like, alien, Triggers. like, personalities I guess? Oh
1: yeah that too. Which I didn't really understand. Me either. They didn't go into it very much. But
0: Segi's is the void maker and so like because of that like he's at a constant risk of like getting himself eaten in a way and at the same time you you end up finding out that Izzy is actually part of the American army and she's actually not like 15. She looks like she's 15 but she's not. That's part of her tattoos like catch is that she will never age like physically. Like There's always some form of catch and the tattoos have triggers, which is completely different as well So like yeah,
1: but the thing that I didn't understand about triggers mm-hmm. is that so like Izzy's is triggered by chalk Yep, she gets chalk and then all of a sudden she can activate her tattoo But Siggy's is called the triggerless tattoo and that's mm-hmm. why everybody's like whoa cuz you know You don't need a trigger for it. However,
0: it seems he like he uses
1: does. blood to trigger it So it's like wait, why? what? Yeah, so is it triggerless or do you have to use blood yeah
0: like why is it called triggerless? trigger list they don't really explain it
1: yeah so i was a little lost with that exactly and her partner's name is tom
0: tom there and we
1: go. um they're trying to get segi to join this special team called the blue moon mm-hmm. and they're looking for all the tattoos so that way they can fight the war against the kingdom of Celeston, I guess. Yeah. The Celeston has this princess who's really weird, and she's specifically hunting down Segi's tattoo now that they know that it exists because mm-hmm. it's the Void Maker and it's triggerless and blah blah blah. And she sends this assassin to try to get it from him, but Tom almost died in this confrontation, and Saggy just kind of clumsily saved everybody and you know destroyed like the house that they were all in and almost killed himself with yep. the the Void Maker because he doesn't know how to use it yet. Yep. So. It's just a it's a giant mess, it seems like, but like they're not really explaining a
0: whole lot. No. You know what's also weird? When he mm-hmm. was fighting the assassin, he like caught her umbrella because for whatever reason she uses an umbrella and it like went through his hand. He like sucked off the blood that was on the umbrella, which was like Tom's, and it healed the wound that he had in his shoulder. So he has the capability of healing himself by it inhaling seems like it. blood, like yeah. the hell.
1: Well, then this assassin comes back and attacks and kidnaps um, one of Izzy's army colleagues Mm -hmm. named Lisa, and they all get in this big fight on the docks, and then the princess teleports all of her people away because things are starting to look really bad and, you know, Mm -hmm. people are dying and whatever, so she gets everybody out of there. And then this is another really weird part. So after this fight on the docks, um, Segi's friend Toko, who has a crush on him, basically, Sees the princess and challenges her to a ping pong match. Mm-hmm. And if she loses, she basically has to let herself get groped by the princess mm-hmm. because the princess is obsessed with her wants. giant boobs. Yeah. Yeah. She loses and ends up getting molested by the princess while she gives Seggy a history lesson on tattoos. Or and his tattoo like, specifically. Anyway. Yeah. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it we'll get further into that. Yeah. But like, I guess overall, there's four Void Maker tattoos. Seggy has one. The princess has one. Mm-hmm. We meet this other guy named uh, Blood, Blood, or BB for short. He's got it, and there's a fourth one out there as well. So, so I'm curious if there's four of the same tattoos all over the place because there's four runes, yeah, or if it's only that one that has four separate ones. Yeah, or... it's kind
1: of strange. Yeah,
0: it's it's a little weird. So after all that happened with the princess and the groping, yeah, um, we meet Blood. And he kind of takes—he is—he's is pretty badass. But he takes Seggy under his wing in a sense to like kind of train him on how to be stronger and faster and how to control the Voidmaker. But the thing is, you end up finding out that like blood's dying.
1: The Voidmaker—it sounded like they only allow them to live like seven years or something. Something like that.
0: because it's like eating away at him, and every time he uses the Voidmaker's power, it like further drains him. They, like, take over this, like, scientist lab, and they beat it, whatever, and they win. The guy's, like, super Dr. strong.
1: Dr. Genius. Yeah,
0: Dr. <laughs> G's. The, don't even want to get into that. But, like, you go to the scene where Blood's with this other doctor, and his arm falls off. Like... Okay, so this guy's really falling apart because of the void inside of him. Yeah. He, like, picks his hand, his arm off the ground, sticks it back onto his shoulder, and, like, because of the Voidmaker's healing capabilities, it, like, just stitches itself right back onto his body. Yeah, so it was like, really why did it fall off? Yeah, like, like...
1: If he could just put it back on, why would it bother falling off in the first place?
0: Something. I don't know. But he's actually using Segi for data or something? I think he's-
1: I don't think he's gonna use him for data. I think he's gonna try to take over him or maybe transfer himself into Segi. Something. Kind of like Orochimaru and Sasuke kind of deal going on. Something. That's what I think.
0: Because this doctor's trying to find a way to like stop the Void Makers like eating away at them. Right. And
1: then we found out this other twist that the doctor had disguised himself as the homeless guy in the beginning. Which gave
0: the tattoo out in the end. And gave Segi
1: the tattoo in the first place. I
0: forgot about that. So
1: he knew who Segi was and that he would find and that he would be a match for the Void Maker. Yeah. So it was kinda like, what um. is really happening here? So it got kind of interesting.
0: Well here's the thing, I think as well, BB or Blood is getting eaten by his Void Maker, right? And other people in the past have gotten eaten by their Void Maker. Izzy keeps saying that Seggy's like a perfect match. Like, yeah. I think he's triggerless because maybe in the eventual future he can trigger it himself without needing the blood transfusion to, like, start it. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Voidmaker's not necessarily eating him away because he's the perfect the match. match. Yeah,
1: maybe the other people aren't matches and exactly. that's why they got eaten eventually. Yeah. That would make sense.
0: That's the only thing I can think of. And that's what I feel like the story's going for, but it's not communicating properly.
1: It's also not communicating properly with what it's trying to do or who its target audience is. No. Because, like, it'll be... It's so weird. Like, we'll be watching it, and it's, like, a super serious moment. You know, like, this fight. And all of a sudden, they're all fighting, and it's super serious, and then, like, something weird happens, and, you know, somebody sees up somebody's skirt. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, crazy techno dance music for, like, two seconds while she freaks out. And then it goes back to being super serious again. Yeah, so... And we're like,
0: What? A lot of this, like, weird, like, fan service slash, like...
1: Etchy stuff. Yeah, it's all
0: centralized around the princess. The princess seems to be... I think she's just kind of a
1: nympho in general. Maybe,
0: but you never see her do anything with guys. Oh, that's true, yeah. It shows, like, a little backstory between the assassins she said to go kill Segi. It's like, they have a thing. It's very clear that they have a thing, and they talk about doing stuff at home. Yeah. And, like, she was mad that uh, Segi's friend Toko was getting groped. Yeah, like she was, was super jealous. jealous. Of, like, yeah. the bigger boobs. It's, there's, like, the groping, then there's, like, the random clothes being torn off.
1: I feel like, like you said when we were watching it, they're not committing. So it's just these random moments, and it's like, yeah. what are you trying to be, show? Like, you know? If you're gonna do it, do it. But if you're not gonna do it, don't do it. Yeah, like, stay like, away. Either do, like do it or Phil don't. Kill
0: had a lot of fan service, but, like, they didn't hide from it, they didn't run from it, they... They went to the points where they needed it and they used it and then they had the fights go along with it. And it was fine. And it was fine. And then you yeah. have it connected, like queen's blade which goes a lot more or was it frozen that i watched freezing freezing yeah. yeah like again it embraced it and it was fine like okay you're gonna fight you're gonna lose your clothes and there's gonna be nudity all right fine didn't bother me the show kept going it was a really good show yeah this show like it doesn't feel like it fits
1: it just seems like it was added in at the last minute yeah. and it's it doesn't match because they like i said they changed the music they changed the style of everything for and, and it's only for like four seconds and it goes
0: for like a random cutesy like yeah edgy. it's not just yeah it's, so really, it's really, really
1: weird strange and I don't like it. <laughs> no,
0: the show itself, like I don't mind the art. The story is okay, while it's kind of sporadic and fast-paced in terms of like time jumps. Mm-hmm. I get what's trying to go on, and the fights are really cool. It's yeah, just the this fighting is really cool. Sex stuff that happens—it's just like why? It's so unnecessary.
1: I wish that they would figure out what they're trying to do, and it makes me surprised or it makes me wonder because this this show started off as a manga in 2009, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if they toned it down from the manga, or if this is exactly like the manga, mm-hmm. and maybe it just translated better when you're reading it as opposed to watching it on an it's anime. probably
0: more in the manga that explains in further detail yeah. than this does. In
1: which case it would make more sense. Yeah. So this anime was actually supposed to start last year. But it was postponed until just this July. Who so, knows why. Right. Maybe it was because they were trying to tweak the story a little bit. Or, or who knows. maybe
0: the original people who were taking it on didn't like how it was turning out. So yeah. some other the company took over. Something happened.
1: But we'll see how it goes. Like Justin said, it's not a bad show. It's just kind of
0: lost. Very, very lost. Kind of continuing on to another anime we haven't talked about on the show, but I've watched in the past and I know you've watched it. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist is going to have a live action movie coming out.
1: They actually just finished filming for 3 months in Italy and in Japan. It's slated for a winter 2017 release. Um the story's going to be focused on the manga instead of the anime, which is interesting because the anime is pretty focused on the manga. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know exactly what's
0: going to be different. <laughs>
1: yeah I'm like which which part of it then is it going to focus on? Yeah. And that's another thing too cuz as a movie is it going to focus on, like, a specific arc? Is it going to be, like, the beginning of the show? Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? they
0: going to try to, like, continue it on, like, arc one being the start. And yeah, three it, and it
1: could be anything, really. Like a
0: multi-movie series.
1: The thing that I liked when I was looking into it is that the cast is all Japanese.
0: Which is good.
1: Because it should be. Yeah. Although, actually, you could kind of argue that this is one of those shows that they didn't need to because Full Metal Alchemist takes place in Europe. That's true. So it's kind of funny that they're making this one all Japanese, but then all the American show, the American movie studios that make movies that take place in Japan all use American actors. Yeah. So it's like, it should be kind of switched. Uh, Ghost in the Shell should be all Japanese, all Japanese actors, and, and Full Metal probably, Alchemist could be a yeah, mix, yeah, it could you know? Be. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. I, I want to give it high hopes, but at the same time, we've all seen what happens with anime adaptations yeah. so i'm, I'm sure a little we'll see worried
0: how ghost in the shell turns out and maybe that'll give us better hopes for this one
1: no because ghost in the shell is an american made movie Whereas Full Metal Alchemist will be a Japanese-made movie, uh, so completely different.
0: Okay, fair and
1: enough. And we've all heard what happened with the Attack on Titan movie, which yeah,
0: we still haven't seen. It. I don't think I want to.
1: No, yeah, because they like destroyed it, from what I, I heard.
0: They probably <laughs> rushed it for one. Yeah, like how long was Ghost in the Shell out? How long has been? How long has Full Metal Alchemist been out before they decided to try to turn them into live action? So maybe they've had more time That's to true. really more in depth and actually try to follow along with the story whereas like attack on titan had just come out and then all of a sudden they turned it into a live action movie and it yeah. sounded like it was terrible yeah they rushed it way too much i think they're trying to stay on the hype train of right that anime i think because
1: that because they were waiting in between season two so they're like well we gotta do something yeah
0: exactly <laughs> So it's going to be directed by Fumihiko Sori, who received a Japanese Academy Award in two thousand two for his directorial debut, but he has gotten nothing since then.
1: And this will be his seventh film. So what happened to these other six? (laughs) Right, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know if this person's work is good. Obviously, they had a good start. Yeah, but like you ever notice
0: that with like some directors? Yes, like they start out really, really strong. First couple movies are amazing, and then like they start taking on worse work. Yeah. Or they just start to like they, really they lose destroy their story. Yeah, yeah. Something happens. Maybe they stop putting in the time. I don't know. Maybe. So hopefully Overworked. this will do wonders for this guy's career as also for us in terms of turning a good anime into a good movie.
1: I don't know. We'll see. I saw a picture of um, the actor who's playing Edward Ulrich in costume and it looks okay, you know, but at the same time, he just kind of looks like a dude in a blonde wig and the costume. So, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know, we sad. also don't we haven't seen like any of the the filters and the editing and mm-hmm. whatever for the shots. So, it looks kind of out of place, but it may look more in place once they have the post-production stuff going on.
0: Yeah. We'll, I see. Guess we'll see. Going from one live action to another. They're going to be doing a live action Kiki's Delivery Service play in London. Ooh. Right so it's the second studio ghibli based stage production in the uk the first one was in 2013 and it was princess mononoke
1: oh i would have loved to have seen princess mononoke I went a few stage. years too late we yeah but you know how cool that would have been Yeah. No. like that probably would have been really awesome
0: i'm sure they did a really good job
1: yeah just saying
0: i mean it, those animes are really good you yeah. just follow along that anime and you're probably gonna have a really good product right Live-action movie, live-action play, doesn't matter. Just I imagine, stick with the story.
1: Yeah. I imagine Kiki's delivery service would be more along the lines of Peter Pan, you mm-hmm. know, and how if you've ever seen that live, would like, him flying around, or her flying around the stage and stuff like that, because yeah. for some reason Peter Pan's always played by a woman. That, that's always confused me a little bit.
0: i but. don't never seen it. Really? No.
1: Oh. Well, anyway, I, I imagine it would be really fun like that, so...
0: I think so as well, and hopefully we'll have it out long enough. Maybe that we can do a return trip here in the next year or so.
1: I think I'd rather go to Japan. Oh, fair enough. And then we could maybe see the One Piece Kabuki instead of the Kiki's awesome. Delivery Play, I would right? Love to see that. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Um, but we do know, for some reason, Japan loves its its play adaptations. It does. Like the fact that these two are coming to London, or these, that there will now be two in London, is really cool. Mm-hmm. But it seems like every time we're looking in the news. There's always something, some new adaptation in Japan. Like, yep. there was that Resident Evil one not that long ago. There's Naruto. And then the One Piece, Naruto. There was the um, Haiku one. Yeah. It's like...
0: It's just running on things that are awesome. Yeah. Like, why not? Give I mean, no.
1: I think it's awesome. They should do that more often here. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't work the same here at all, but you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. it's fun that they have stage productions.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're going to want to see this, it's going to be in London's Southwark Playhouse. And it'll be there from December 8th about mid-January, I'm guessing.
1: I'm gonna have to correct you because I remember from our train rides that it's Southwark.
0: My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that correction. I appreciate it.
1: There were so many words that we were like, you know, we're pronouncing it the American way. Yeah. And you actually cut out like half of the word to say it the British way.
0: (laughs) That is true. That is true. All right, so enough live action stuff. Let's get into some games.
1: Games. Um, Something
0: we used a lot of when we were in London was our Street Passes on our DS's.
1: Yes, and we didn't meet a whole ton of people, but we did meet some people. I think people was a a lack of Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, lack of Wi-Fi hurts, but uh, we met a lot more countries on my DS now. me too. My
1: Europe area is almost completely done. Yeah. I'm quite proud of that.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So Nintendo Street Pass has an update coming on, or it had it on the first.
1: It's called Mi Plaza Premium, and it's got a new queue system. So when you go to your Mi Pass gate, you know how you can only have, like, ten people? Mm-hmm. Well, they increased it, and they increased it literally by tenfold, and you can now have a hundred people at your gate.
0: You know how useful that is? Yes. And how long it would take you to get through some of those games?
1: Yes. You know how long <laughs> it would
0: take you to accept all those people into your gate? Holy
1: crap. Oh, I didn't even think about that.
0: Like, I want to get it just so the fact that I can be lazy and collect a hundred people before I accept them.
1: Yeah. But to actually play them all, like, in Flower Town. and I would uh, never uh, play
0: Flower Town. No, ever again.
1: Well... Or like the um, the fishing game. That one takes a long time to go through too sometimes. And with a well, hundred people, ooh, I don't
0: yeah. know. Well, can you imagine how long it would actually take to collect a hundred people? Like, that's, It would take well, a while.
1: No, because if you took it to like a convention, <sighs> okay. that's that's pretty quick. Like, If you were walking around mm-hmm. Comic-Con or Fanime or something like that.
0: Well, we'll never know until we buy it and try it.
1: Yes. But I'm I would, planning on getting it. I would it. prefer
0: to have a hundred people than only ten at a time.
1: Me too. Especially because
0: you're not trying to walk around when you're at a convention, collecting your ten, going, putting them through your gate, collecting another ten. Yeah. Then having to play that ten so that you can get an Another 10 up to accept the other 10 you get, like, no, for sure. It's just I hated a pain. that, yeah, it's just a pain. And you're trying to, for us, we use not only this to play the games because we enjoy to the play them, but we also use it to kind of
1: get our name out,
0: yeah, you know. So that would obviously make it a lot easier to get access to 100 people versus 10 or 20, yeah. So, no, yeah, I'm excited, yeah.
1: So, along with the larger queue, there's going to be five new games. You get one for free when you buy the premium plaza, and then the other four come in a bundle pack for. $8.99, or you can get them for two ninety nine each if you really don't want all of them. That's pretty cheap. That's what they did last time.
0: Usually the bundles like that are like three games, it's like a good six bucks or something like that. So
1: I'm totally going to do it because I, I got the last one and I loved it. I just wish, like, maybe when we're in Kentucky we'll be able to get more street pass tags because mm-hmm. that's, like, we'd never get any here. No. Nope. Any.
0: Well, hopefully being near. I think where we're moving to is a little bit more of a... A younger crowd too so more yeah. likely that will run into more people with ds's in the new cities we're going to be nearby
1: that would be nice there's also going to be a pokemon goat update that we're excited for oh well before that we hit level 20 yes we did So that's that kind of exciting you know we have ultra balls now
0: and we're finally getting some real high level pokemon to capture
1: yeah we got good pokemons
0: pokes we got pokes some good pokes good
1: pokes the, but with the update, you're going to get to get buddy Pokemon. You Which can walk around with them. Which really,
0: really exciting to me because like we work really long hours at our job. So like a good four to sometimes five days a week, we can't do anything. Right. Like go play Pokemon. <laughs> and so it's hard to get candies. The fact that we can now have this buddy system that comes out where you get to choose a Pokemon and they walk by your side as you go certain kilometers you get candies for i don't know however like what like maybe 10 kilometers you walk
1: well i think it's from what i've understood people think it's going to be like um the egg system Mm -hmm. so certain pokemon will only have certain distances you have to travel in order to get a candy like a rattata you'd only have to go two kilometers and you'll get a candy yeah okay that's what they're thinking but um it kind of makes sense so we don't know anything for sure yet, but that's that's what people are saying. But yeah, that'll make it a lot easier if you only have one Pikachu, like mm-hmm. me, you can just slowly collect candies and yep. evolve Eventually. them yourself. Exactly.
0: Yeah. There's just a certain Pokémon that we don't have the opportunity to go near unless we hatch them from an egg.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be easier. And then one of the cool things that I was reading, you can switch out the Buddies whenever you want, you don't have to have them like on you for a certain amount of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of a a thing that I read. It said that the Pokemon cannot be used at gyms or traded until they're unassigned. Mm -hmm. So to me, that completely confirms that we're gonna be able to trade Pokemon with with other people later on when they have a later update. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cool to read that because it was like, it's true. You know what I mean?
0: I hope so, be kind of fun you know to kind of go back onto your uh depending on what kind of pokemon it is will determine how long you have to walk mm-hmm. to get their candies i remember reading like it's going to be based off of like four different categories like small normal like big and something else
1: no it was flying shoulder large and small something i think like is that. what it yeah. was yeah
0: so i think maybe depending on like those categories is what's going to take for you to get them oh their that's candies, a good idea yeah. versus like if it's a two kilometer type pokemon you only need to go two kilometers to get a candy right i think it's going to determine like if it's it's a big dude you're gonna have to walk some 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 miles miles.
1: yeah that would make sense um that snorlax is gonna be getting some exercise
0: seriously (laughs) um kind of sticking along the pokemon go train of thought right now there's a kind of a financial thing going on with niantic so it's in a sense pokemon go coins versus the japan financial service agency
1: and when we were reading this article, we didn't quite it's understand little, yeah. what they were trying to say because, you know... It's a little
0: confusing. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're not, like, accountants or, I don't know, somebody who works with this kind of stuff, so and we're we not only... fiscally knowledgeable. Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> and we're also... We were only able to hunt down one article, but basically, the Japan's Financial Service Agency opened an investigation into whether or not coins fall under the country's Payment Service Act.
1: And according to the Payment Service Act... Balances made from prepaid payment instruments that exceed 10 million yen, which is about $100,000, require Niantic to notify Japanese authorities. This will ensure that the company has secured its assets and is supervised by inspections and record keeping, and that precautions have been taken to prevent money laundering.
0: Like, I'm, I'm curious if, like, somehow people are going to use putting money into coins and, like, 'Cause it's not that you can trade your coins for real money. Right. So like I don't know how you'd money launder yeah. Pokecoins. coins. It's not
1: like WoW where you can have like a huge stock of of coins, gold and then, and then sell, sell it for them. Cash. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't really unless that's a, an update that's being planned, where you can trade out coins, coins? for Pokemon. Yeah. Maybe or... that's how that'll work. I don't know. It's really Yeah, I weird. don't I don't know.
0: Like I I, in my mind I think like you're prepaying for twelve thousand coins or whatever, twelve hundred coins and you're gonna hold on to those and spend them throughout the game, throughout the time, so like you're prepaying for those. And once they acquire enough prepayments from people all over the world to reach that hundred thousand dollar limit, they need to make sure that they notify and Go from there so that they're not considered like money laundering for these <laughs> yeah. people. I don't know. It's... Or
1: is it like when I first read it, I thought that it's saying balances made from prepaid payment instruments. So to me, that's like saying a prepaid Visa card. So if I used a prepaid Visa card to purchase Pocket Coins, but then that doesn't make sense because who would spend a hundred thousand dollars on Pocket Coins?
0: Someone who's trying to launder money.
1: I yeah, I guess. But again,
0: like I'm saying, like it's yeah, weird. It doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. you're not going to be able to make any profit off of that. And it's not like you can buy $100,000 in coins, sell that phone to someone for $100,000 cash, and they're going to be like, woohoo, I got $100,000 with the Pug of Coins. For, right. Because it's
1: what, a different account. What am so I going to do with this? Yeah. Like,
0: there's... Just, I, don't, I, don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. The article
1: was interesting, but we didn't understand it. No. So.
0: Hopefully, we'll get a follow-up. They said they're still going through with the investigation, and yeah. hopefully Rocket News will provide a better informed article because right now they're the only ones who have anything on this right which is strange to say the least
1: but it's also kind of strange that they're afraid that this company is making so much that mm-hmm. they would even have to do that yeah so i mean there's got to be more games that there's gotta be make something to it, right? money because like
0: i i assume puzzle and dragons is something that would make tons of money right i played that game for a long time i know people who are still playing that game so like you know there's mobile games out there making way more than a hundred thousand dollars
1: if anybody has any info, you please. can shoot us a message, that would be, that would be useful.
0: <laughs> Someone who works for the Japan's financial services that can explain <laughs> yeah. this to us, please do. Getting off of money that we have no explanation for, I found something really cool about Kawasaki motorcycles. So I ride one, I've had a couple already and I know a lot of other people have them out there and they're a really big company. They're, they have
1: been around for quite some time.
0: They're coming out with a Kawasaki AI motorcycle.
1: It's called the Kanjo Engine. It's going to be for future motorcycles. The goal of this thing is to be able to understand and react to cyclists' normal human speech. And then through continued communications, the bike's going to learn about your experience on a motorcycle, like your skill levels and your riding style. Mm-hmm. It's basically going to be kit for a motorcycle. Kind of, yeah. Which I think is like super cool.
0: So at first, the AI will offer suggestions for a safe, enjoyable ride. But later, the Conjo engine will develop a individual rider profile, and each rider's settings will automatically be adjusted, such like engine response, power output, and suspension settings. So, like, for you versus me, yeah. it knows I'm heavier and that I ride the throttle a little higher, so it's going to make those match to me. For you, you're lighter, so the suspension is going to obviously have to be adjusted for you as right.
1: well. And then people are going to be talking to their bikes all day long. Right. Like, they're going to be like, what's up, man? Let's go, uh, let's, we're going, going to go in the mountains today. So uh... Something
0: like, yeah, if we're going to go in the mountains, <laughs> obviously it's going to have to adjust the suspension there too, yeah. and hopefully with your throttle output, But like, those are just some of the minimal things that it's going to do. Like, we don't know its full extent because it's still in the works. My thinking is though, like, if I like to ride my bike a certain way, it doesn't mean I'm always going to ride my bike that way. So I'm not going to want it to always adjust my throttle response or my suspension or whatever else it might eventually do because... If so I'm someone who likes to ride hard and fast and it's going to be like, no, that's not allowed. Now I can't ride hard and fast anymore. I don't want that engine. Yeah. <laughs> or that AI, I should say.
1: I I hope the AI talks back to you. Yeah. Because, I mean, that would be a lot more fun. Maybe it would you. Then you can you. argue with it. Yeah. yeah. You could be like, no, hey, for today, I just kind of want to go for it, man. And then the bike's like, but sir, that is not safe. You know? Yeah, like- <laughs>
0: something. Like... Hey, we're getting chased by the cops. I need you to stop breaking my bike. I need to go <laughs> a lot faster, please. And it's just going to be like, nope, shut down.
1: System malfunction.
0: <laughs> now you're pulled over and you have no choice but to sit there.
1: <laughs> or it calls, it calls OnStar for you. Oh, jeez. Goes...
0: <laughs> you're getting tickets all the time for going 67. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I'm, I'm hoping they come up with more when it gets closer to being fully developed because maybe it'll be really unique and awesome to use but until then it's gonna then, be
1: really expensive is what it's gonna be
0: <laughs> like, most motorcycles at least the ones i want to ride are right around like eight thousand nine thousand dollars now yeah. you're gonna put in an it's gonna AI, make it like car like 14 thousand yeah. at the least
1: 14 it's probably gonna make it like 25 it's almost doubled the cost
0: i don't think it's gonna be 14
1: mm, i don't know, I
0: don't know. I don't anyway know. i don't know you know who shred motorcycles with ai me yeah probably
1: <laughs> what no i don't Weird. know I to mention i didn't do anything Oh, you're trying to do a smooth uh, smooth transition here?
0: Yeah.
1: No, that's okay. So I have an update about Sailor Moon Drops. So they... Well, they actually have an update for the game that just came out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a whole new story arc called The Black Moon, which took place, well, right after Queen Beryl, and it's the next part of the story, basically. So it's following the actual story of Sailor Moon, and you get three more characters in the game's version of this area. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you get another version of Sailor Moon, which I'm assuming is Sailor Moon Eternal, but mm-hmm. it could be a different one. I don't know, because all we can see is her outline. Yeah. And then um, you get Chibi Moon and Sailor Pluto. So that's kind of exciting that's because really cool. they're neat characters, you know? You know,
0: it's, a, it's pretty cool that they came out with an expansion that increased the levels by so much, because if I remember right, you were right on the edge. If not, you would already finished playing the game. No.
1: I had finished... See, what they do is when they release it, they release about... 60 stages at a time Mm. or 30 stages at a time or something like that so you go through those 50 or however many there are and then you wait for the next update and then they put out 50 more and then it keeps on going yeah so right now I still have a hundred stages to go through to get to the dark to get through the Dark Kingdom arc, Mm -hmm. and then there's like, there's supposed to be 200 uh, levels in the Black Moon, but as of right now, I believe there's only 60 that you can get to, Okay. so it's going to continue pushing that a little bit further with every couple of weeks. I see. But the cool thing is that we can also see that there are slots for three more story arcs.
0: Which is awesome, because then you know this game's going to continuously evolve.
1: Yeah, and you'll be able to eventually unlock all of the characters, and like, they keep having... um events for like a couple weeks. Like mm-hmm. right now they have one where you can get Sailor Jupiter in her school uniform. Oh. So you go through this like side level and you have to go and collect a certain amount of stars and unlock her basically. And I am stuck and it sucks. You'll get it. I one day. I have faith. One
0: day. One day you'll spend money <laughs> to be a level.
1: No, I don't want to. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I actually haven't spent why, I, I was going to talk about this other thing that I found, but I didn't want to spend the money to buy it. Mm-hmm. So it's Cosmos Rings, which is a Square Enix Apple Watch RPG. And that sounds really cool when I was looking into it. It's the very first RPG for the Apple Watch, and you know, it's by Square Enix and blah, blah, blah. Which so is I was awesome. Like, yeah, I was really excited for it. And then I looked for it on the Apple Store, mm-hmm. and it's $9. And I'm like, I don't want to pay $9 for an app. You know I can, what I mean? Or,
0: or my objective is literally just to walk.
1: I guess. Like, when I was looking at it, it seems like it's just a glorified step counter. Because somehow, it uses your steps to fight monsters and level up items you know, and stuff like that. You know, maybe it's so. just
0: like, help you go out and walk more. Or it's, it's helpful for you to go run. Because, like, people pay for, like, that zombie run game that you can get where you i don't know how much it costs but you get it and like it gives you in your headphones like you're being chased by zombies run faster oh they're catching up to you run faster all right you you've gotten away you can kind of
1: really yeah that sounds kind of fun actually
0: (laughs) (laughs) i thought about buying it not gonna lie yeah i could use more more motivation to run yeah you have to check that out it's probably something similar to that. So like you need more motivation to get out there and be healthier. Well, this is what you're doing. You're going to have something that you need to walk for, need to run for, so you can get a stronger weapon to beat this boss that you just haven't been able to beat yet or something like that. So I guess, well, it's $9. Maybe it's a little expensive. I mean, it probably has some form of health benefit for it.
1: Yeah. And it would give me more of a reason to wear the watch Mm because like, as it is right now, that's kind of all I use it for is, is keeping track of my steps. And you're, and you're
0: like exercise and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, like I can I can read texts on it, but it's really hard to respond to them. And you know what I mean? Like it's just not all that useful for me in particular.
0: Pretty soon, they're not just going to be watches. It's going to be like tablet watches that take over your whole forearm. And That's you're going to cool. like type on your forearm like...
1: Like the Nintendo glove? Yeah. Like the power glove? That'd yeah. be kind of cool. I'd wear that and just be like, exactly. when typing on it. you oh, know,
0: yeah, And It'd be like Buzz Lightyear and pop the top open and like <laughs> type some stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what's going to evolve into in the near future.
1: I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just saying. It'd be awesome. Well, you know, I do wish that they would have like a keyboard for the Apple Watch. That mm-hmm. way I could actually type things on it. That would be a lot more useful. That would be useful. I don't know. I may still get this just to check it out. Cosmos yeah. rings, because like... Like I said, it's a, it's a neat concept. It's a it's a the first Apple Watch RPG. Yeah. So. And you know? it's by
0: Square Enix, which is cool. So you I mean it's got to be at least something decent. D- yeah. So something I just found out was made by Square Enix, and I didn't know until I actually bought the game was just cost three. I had been debating whether or not to buy it since its release. It seemed like it was a really fun game, but I hadn't played one or two, so I was just kind of like, ah, uh, I don't know. Bought it a few weeks back, Just Cause for the heck of it. I got a used one. Just
1: Cause. <laughs> just Cause. <laughs>
0: not, pun not intended. <laughs> and I loaded it up, and the first thing you see on the screen is Square Enix, right? So yeah. I was like, oh, wow. This is actually really cool. I didn't have any idea that this was a Japanese-made game, or at least correspondence with They someone.
1: make more than JRPGs.
0: No, right? It's amazing. <laughs> so um, for those of you who don't know, Just Cause is an open-world third-person like, action-adventure game. And you follow the main character, Rico, in this one, uh, particularly, where he goes back to um, his, like, home country, and he's trying to, like, free it from this oppressive leader. It's huge, by the way, this map. It's uh, 400 square miles. Oh, in, wow. in, like, game miles, which is gigantic, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it's made up of a bunch of islands with a bunch of different uh, bio memes, which I didn't know what that word meant, so I looked it up, and I guess it just means, like, it's a bunch of different environments. Oh. Huh. Like, some of it's forest, some of it's mountains, some of it's desert, whatever, there's boats, planes, cars, bikes, everything you can use to travel. And he's got a lot of really cool, like, unique gadgets. Yeah,
1: he does. Like, I've been watching Justin play, and I didn't realize it was a Square Enix game either. But um, it looks really fun. Like, you can do a lot of stuff in the yeah. game. Like, you can, it's not just walking from place to place. Like, he's, he's got a car. grappling hooks. He's got things to make him fly. He's got, like, suits and yeah, all sorts of just... different stuff. And it's just really cool looking.
0: Yeah kind of a fun a fun thing about it the games like idea is about creative destruction so like you go to cities and you're trying to liberate them from this Oppressive leader, right? So you have to like destroy his billboards. Yeah, most
1: of the objectives are to destroy stuff Yeah,
0: you like you destroy his billboards You destroy his speakers that are like yelling out his message And then you take over like the police stations by blowing out the power and like the gas and any kind of supplies that they have
1: And you have to use your items in order to to achieve this stuff So it's actually really fun to watch and you have to figure out how to do it. Yep So,
0: um something also new that they added a weapons drop You can collect cars, you can collect weapons, and things of that nature, and then, like, drop a crate from the sky, basically, in it. Oh, so
1: kind of like in um, Metal Gear?
0: Kind of, yeah. Exactly. Similar to that. Just Cause 2 had a pretty cool multiplayer, but this one didn't go along the same routes. It's, It's multiplayer, but not with other people. It's more so you're trying to beat people's scores.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I have seen
0: that. So, like, oh, I flew this far in my wingsuit at, like... I lasted for two minutes okay that puts me in like 30th there's people who have been on a wingsuit for way longer yeah or um like it's with kind
1: the... of like a little mini achievement you yeah. could say
0: and then there's mini games like you have to drive a car with explosives into one of like the rebel camps but you have to go through crazy tough terrain and you have to get there at a certain speed and your time gets you certain points and that matches against other people's points
1: that's really cool Stuff i like, like that.
0: that so it's it's really fun it's very expensive i don't even think i'm close being done i've no, liberated so. about 80 of my first like island and even then there's still a lot of story left on that island that i have to do like you have to go around the island and find these like hidden candles that you have to light to show like hey this is liberated part of the country or something i, I don't see. know it's i've only done one so i still have to find them all yeah i love little like hidden things like in tomb raider when you have like find uh-huh. the idols yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's um it's really cool I, I i really enjoy the game so far it's well worth the money if you haven't bought it yet go buy it it's only like 30 bucks at gamestop used yeah and it's
1: really pretty looking too like amazing the graphic style it all fits together very well Mm -hmm. it's more like well it's like a square enix game you know like the final fantasies and stuff it's realistic but it's not at the same time yeah it's physics obviously aren't exactly well, that way. yeah, but I just mean how it looks in general, okay, like yeah, yeah. The, all the design of everything. It's kind of like a mix of realism and comics kind of put together, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So it's not realism, but it's realistic Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. just everything's really bright and pretty and I don't know. I like watching it. That's why yeah. like, I've been like, oh, what are you playing? I sit down and just kind of start watching. So Yeah. Well,
0: the story is also really fun too, because it's mm-hmm. not like you're just going around doing the objectives as you get there. There's actual story.
1: It doesn't seem overly complicated no, either. Like, there's simple. a lot of games where, you know, you have to hit like 10,000 buttons in mm-hmm. order to do a certain combination to do one certain thing. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to shoot the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. So I, I quite enjoy it and I look forward to completing it. And there's a lot of games I've played that are huge story based games. And,. While they're fun at first i kind of just fall off of them because i just don't care for the story so much it doesn't keep me entertained for long right but this is one japanese based game that i've completed that i loved and or i'm going to complete and then there's like bloodborne and now dark souls 3. these yeah. are the only games where i've sat there and i've played hours and i mean like 70 plus hours and these games were i've completed them where... and
1: bonus points you finally found a square enix game that you like i
0: know i haven't <laughs> fallen asleep yet this is true <laughs> Anywho, enough of Square Enix games. One little fun thing that I I don't remember if we mentioned it or not in our last episode. We did not. If anybody watched the Olympics, or at least the finale of the Olympics, the Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe came out of a green pipe.
1: And he came out of this green pipe dressed as Mario.
0: (laughs) Which was hilarious. (laughs) It was, yeah. And he was holding like a red ball.
1: Yeah, I don't really, I, I don't, don't understand the, the significance of the red ball yet, Me either. but it started off with Mario in Japan,
0: mm-hmm. and he's
1: got the ball, and like, I think there was a couple of other characters around him, mm-hmm. and he gets the ball and jumps in the pipe and then he like travels through time and you know everything to get to him and it looks all fancy Yeah. and then when he comes out of the pipe in the middle of the arena it's actually Shinzo Abe Mm -hmm. and the costume like falls off around him and he takes his hat off and it's like it's me the prime minister you know he's got the ball with him and And it's it's like see you in Japan
0: in 2020 for the Japanese Olympics which was cool you know it was a fun way to end it and bring some fun spotlight to Japan as well yeah
1: and to me It shows just how fun those Olympics are going to be. Right. Because it's not going to be all super serious and whatever. Exactly. Like, they used Mario and a cosplay, technically, in the announcement. Yeah. Which is fantastic.
0: I was super excited. And the only
1: thing that I was noticing, though, Mm -hmm. I was expecting them to use Sonic because they always had Sonic for stuff. And Sonic uses rings. Like, you know, that would have been perfect with Sonic holding up the rings, the Olympic rings or something. But, like, that's not...
0: That's not, it's all been Nintendo, and it's always Mario. I know, but it so, could have been
1: the two of them. Like, yeah. they had that game together where it was, like, Mario Track or whatever, and it was Mario and Sonic. Just saying.
0: And I really hope that the Olympics are going to be super fun, because they're in Japan. And we super-duper love the culture over there and how creative they are. And this, if this is just the the start of it... Can't wait to see what happens in four years and i might actually have to buy cable to watch them <laughs>
1: well we were actually considering going over there for the olympics that's true so didn't think about it we're thinking of either going for the olympics or for the opening of nintendo land in universal studios osaka so we'll or see both. which or both yeah depending on when when, when they open up <laughs> with each other but yeah we'll see because my concern is if we were to go during the olympics we're going with a bunch of other foreign travelers.
0: It's gonna be packed.
1: Really, really, really busy.
0: So it'd still be awesome. Yeah. The question is, if we went, what would we go watch? Which specific event? Hmm. That's a good question. Exactly.
1: We'd watch volleyball. Yes. We'd watch volleyball. Heck, we'd...
0: yeah, we'd watch volleyball.
1: When is it? Is it gonna be a summer or winter?
0: Twenty twenty will be summer. Um. <sighs> shock put. Really? You like shot put? Yeah, I love shot put. I don't get to watch it so much, but like, just the fact that the or like the hammer throw. Yeah. I don't know how those guys don't fall on their ass. The discus. No, not so much discus. Oh. Javelin's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I like javelin, javelins. I think
0: one day I'd just like to see one of like the refs get stabbed by accident.
1: That's not nice. It'd be funny. I think one day I would just like to throw a spear. You know. I think that would be fun. We can make that happen. We can.
0: <laughs> we'll go take our broom. We'll shave it, and then you can go throw it in Let's the field. Let's do it. It's happening. <laughs> but because like like shop it's kind of cool you know like the real quick like half circle like skip throw like, it's just the fact that you're throwing this like what is it Giant I eight ball. pounds or yeah. something like that as far as you could not throwing but like pushing it which is just it's really kind of cool
1: yeah
0: and then just like the hammer throw because those guys spin like four times before they get to the edge and then they just like release this heavy ball and chain it's just like really neat
1: i like watching the rings not gonna lie i think those are are, fun but they end up doing a lot of the same motions over Mm -hmm. and over again so it gets really boring after a while it's
0: all about like showing strength
1: yeah but it's so impressive it
0: is and so uh, when i was a kid i really disliked the floor yeah i thought it was boring but like we were just watching it this past year like on youtube and i was just so enthralled by like the floor performance
1: I did read that they were going to add a couple of new events for the Olympics in Japan. Real life
0: Mario Kart?
1: Oh, that would be awesome. But no, I don't remember what they were, but they were like actual events. That's cool. I hope they had something like archery. That would be fun
0: to watch. Archery would be really fun to watch. So we look forward to it. Potentially we will go there for the Olympics. If not, we're for sure going for the opening of Nintendo Land. But that about does it for our episode this week. So, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns that you want to get a hold of us on, check us out at cast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.
1: You can also subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music.
0: And like I was saying, if you guys also want to send us an email, you can find us at Supersagoycast at gmail.com.
1: Check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com.
0: Also, check out our host site, notlg.com, because they have us, and tons of other amazing podcasts and blogs.
1: Thank you to Alex Baroza for our music. You can check out the link for more.
0: Bye! Of the living boot.